This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We're broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort in Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Just looking over at the predicted markets, and I see Bernie Sanders, after a big weekend for the campaign, a blowout win in Nevada. Sanders is now at 64 cents to win the Democratic nomination, which means if you would have listened to us last year when we told you to buy him, you would have more than quintupled your money. Sextupled, right? Six times? I think he was only about like 12 or 14 cents. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was at an even 10. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, almost sextupled. Seems like a very long time ago that uh, Andrew Yang was not far off from Bernie in the predicted markets. Yeah, we saw full-on meltdowns on MSNBC. Shout out to everybody, all the troops out there who were uh, taking videos of their television, like (laughs) I was, and posting it online. Uh, For those who were unable to watch MSNBC, we all got some enjoyment uh, out of that. Uh, I did notice... A lot of pundits on there begging billionaires to start carpet bombing Bernie Sanders with negative ads now that it's clear that he's the front runner. And right on cue, we've got another Stop Bernie pack that was filed uh, with the FEC. Thomas Datweiler is the name that this has been uh, funded under, but Thomas Datweiler runs some, some company called Same Day Processing which is handles GOP clients, their like donations, how to handle their donations and make sure everything uh, complies with FEC guidelines. So maybe he's doing this on behalf of a client and putting his name to it to make sure it, it, is, uh, it's, it complies with FEC guidelines or conservatives, Republicans are now joining in now, to start, start hurting Bernie. Well, I think what it is, is that, his he he's putting his smart money on the Bernie winning the nomination. He's getting ready for Super Tuesday. He's getting ready for Bernie to be unstoppable, so he can start running ads on behalf of Trump. Is is what Could I be, yeah. is what I think is going on. It says the official committee URL stopbernie.com. Of course, that doesn't link to anything right now. There's nothing at stopbernie.com. We only have uh, just the custodial records of this uh, super PAC right now. It's a bank is based in McLean, Virginia. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. What What else is in McLean, Virginia? I wonder. Spooks. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So expect some Bernie negative ads to come out this week. We were supposed to have a town hall with Michael Bloomberg tonight, he has postponed that. He canceled that event so that he can prepare for tomorrow night's debate in South Carolina. Imagine if Bernie did that. Imagine where everybody would be like, oh, he can't cut it. He doesn't have what it takes. Bernie will be there. I think Bernie is doing a town hall on CNN tonight and we'll do the de- the debate tomorrow. What this clearly means is his, his team was preparing him for the town hall and he was so bad that they're like, we, we can't do this. <laughs> so I, I don't expect him to be prepared for the debate, but the no. fact is no, they- You they, can't they, be prepared no, for you, it. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing can prepare him. No. The extra 24 hours or whatever, it's not going to help. <laughs> this is like, you know, when, when you have a long-term project in, in high school or college and like, you know, you ask for like a bullshit extension and you, you know it's like, 
you're still going to turn in a failing paper. Yeah, anyway. they're spending 24 hours trying to come up with another Bernie bro ad. They're compiling <laughs> tweets to drop another Bernie bro ad on debate day. Well, uh, Team Bloomberg, if you're listening to this, it's it's been a week's long dream of mine to make one of those ads. So I will step it up. I will uh, tell your candidate to shut the fuck up and call him an oligarch, an oligarchic scum, uh, a shit-licking dipshit or something i don't know but i i'm gonna make one of those ads i'm gonna because you know there are more more of them are coming yeah hey a programming note we uh had said that the premiere of our morning show means morning news was going to be this week on thursday it's actually next week on thursday um, we're getting some new cameras set up so we decided to push it back one week it'll premiere next week which is actually better because it'll be after super tuesday we'll all get to Enjoy the new political reality we're living in in which Bernie Sanders is going to be the Democratic nominee. I mean, we're really like eight, nine days away from this being settled. Not officially settled, but pretty much settled. We'll see. We'll Maybe see. I'm being optimistic the, the, here. But. The one thing that does make me a little nervous is that Nevada was the first state. where Nevada? The, Nevada, excuse me, was the first state where the population uh, wasn't as white as a fucking tub of mayonnaise and Joe Biden did okay. Now he did okay by comparison and Bernie Sanders absolutely shit stomped the rest of the field. But I mean, maybe Biden is the comeback kid. No, no. Bernie's going to win California by a lot in Texas. True. True. I mean, Biden, Biden might win South Carolina still, but uh, it's all about that, that ST baby super Tuesday. Indeed it is. Um, so Means Morning News premiering on Thursday next week. But you can subscribe to Means on Wednesday when it launches. So be sure to do that. That's right. It's not uh, not getting funded by request for yeah. large money donations. It will not be people. a cable news network for the left because cable news sucks and nobody watches it except people who are dying off. So... Uh, it's a new thing. It's its own thing that will feature entertainment and news for the left. I mean, nobody wants to watch news for 24 hours anyways. It's not good for us. We do not need a 24-hour cable news network for the left. We need a diverse left full of platforms that are able to sustain themselves and have support. If you want millionaires to come in and help us, have them buy health insurance for everybody or something. <laughs> Yeah, or you're just going to end up with in a situation where uh, you you find yourself bashing socialists and trying to fuck over your union. <laughs> yes. Also, another programming note on tomorrow's show, no newscast, but we do have a brand new edition of Chip Chat coming out. We speak with Chip Gibbons, journalist. We talked about those... Those, those very curiously timed news stories that the Russians are trying to help Bernie Sanders win in 2020, what that all means. Buff Bernie is back. Buff Bernie is back. So it, it's, it's a good chip chat that's going to come out tomorrow. It's Monday, February 24th, 2020. Here's the news. Stock markets started the day in free fall. The Dow Jones, S&P 500, and NASDAQ indexes all shed roughly 3% of their value minutes after the opening bell this morning. 
The fire sale came in reaction to news about the spread of the coronavirus, or COVID-19. Italy reported more than 200 cases, announcing state of emergency-like measures. Public events were canceled. Top-flight professional soccer games were postponed in Italy's world-famous league, Serie A. Fashion industry events in Milan were called off, with this year's Fashion Week in doubt. Like Japan, this comes after Italy already reported a decline in economic output. Italian GDP shrank 0.3% in the last quarter of 2019, before the outbreak of the virus, as Reuters noted today. Also, South Korea is recording an uptick in patients. There are now over 800 cases of COVID-19 in the country. Iran also has 43 cases. The United States has 35 cases. Today, the World Health Organization said there are almost 80,000 cases in 30 countries, with more than 2,600 deaths registered so far. China, of course, has been hit most hard by COVID-19, with more than 77,000 cases. Yesterday, per CNN, President Xi Jinping called the crisis, quote, the most difficult to prevent and control in China since the founding of the People's Republic in 1949. Reflecting this, U.S. companies with ties to China were absolutely hammered this morning. Amazon stock was down 5% around noon. Apple was down 4.5%. Nike was down 4%. Microsoft was down 3.9%, Walmart down 1.9%. Major U.S. supply chains are being thrown into complete disarray because of COVID-19. Travel companies are being hit even harder. At noon, American Airlines was down 9.7%, Ryanair was down 12%, Spirit Airlines was down 10%. For months, we've been talking on the show about how corporate debt markets are on increasingly shaky ground in recent years and how they could plunge the country and the world into a severe recession, it's now looking like markets are going to be shoved into the abyss by what is increasingly resembling a pandemic. U.S. immigration authorities starting today can begin denying immigrants who want to become permanent residents the basis that those immigrants rely too much on public services. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security implemented on Monday what they're calling the Inadmissibility on Public Charge Grounds Final Rule, Reading from the department's press release about the rule, it, quote, requires most individuals seeking to extend their non-immigrant stay or change their non-immigrant status to show that, since obtaining the non-immigrant status they seek to extend or change, they have not received public benefits for more than 12 months. Basically, if an immigrant has relied on things like temporary assistance for needy families, state and local cash assistance programs, or public health care programs that assist those needing long-term care, like Medicaid, then that could lead to a negative determination on their immigration status. So not only is this administration ramping up its war against immigrants, but it's focusing that war on low-income immigrants. Department of Homeland Security released this disgusting statement saying, quote, This rule enforces longstanding law requiring aliens to be self-sufficient, reaffirming the American ideals of hard work, perseverance, and determination. The administration first proposed the rule back in August 2019. It was immediately challenged in court and put on hold. Last month, however, the right-wing Supreme Court lifted those nationwide injunctions, allowing the final rule to go into effect today. And as we noted on a previous show, that rule uh, was first established during the Great Depression and used heavily to block Jews from fleeing Nazi Germany to block their... uh, uh, their safety and and refugee status in the United States. Yeah. 
In related news, documented immigration is down 10% under the Trump administration. The New York Times made the findings in a story published today looking at multiple years of data. Visas and refugee admissions have both sharply declined since President Obama left office. According to the Times, around two-thirds of those granted permanent status during Obama's second term would have been barred from the country on the public charge rule. In addition to the rule and the decline in admissions, the Trump administration has also criminalized asylum-seeking, of course. It also created a travel ban list of countries, which was originally based on the president's campaign call for a Muslim ban. Friday, the addition of six more countries to the list took effect. Citizens of Nigeria, Eritrea, Tanzania, Sudan, Kyrgyzstan, and Myanmar are now prohibited from entering the United States. Finally, legal proceedings began in London today as the U.S. government is trying to extradite WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange to the U.S. to face 18 criminal charges, including hacking and violating the Espionage Act, crimes that could land Assange in jail for the rest of his life. Assange is being prosecuted for his acts of journalism, allegedly involving whistleblower Chelsea Manning, that exposed U.S. war crimes in Iraq and Afghanistan. Several newspaper outlets around the world, including the New York Times and Washington Post, worked with Assange in publishing the materials that he is now being charged with a crime for disseminating. Freedom of the press groups and several news outlets have condemned the proceedings against Assange as an attack on journalism. On Monday, the U.S. government laid out its case against Assange, claiming that he is not a publisher but a hacker and that the documents he released contain the names of intelligence sources, thereby putting their lives in danger. But as the Washington Post reported today, attorney James Lewis, quote, did not provide any examples of actual harm being done to the sources, end quote. The Guardian reported that the events in the courtroom were often drowned out by the noises outside of protesters in support of Assange. At one point during the trial, Assange thanked them for their support, but admitted the noise was making it difficult for him to concentrate. Assange's lawyers will make their case on Tuesday and are expected to argue that Assange is essentially a political prisoner, meaning he, by UK law, cannot be extradited for political offenses. To back that case up, lawyers will point to claims they already made about the Trump administration approaching Assange about a pardon if he went on record saying the Russians weren't involved in the 2016 DNC hack. Lawyers will also tell the court about how U.S. authorities spied on Assange while he was seeking asylum at the Ecuadorian embassy in London. U.K. Labour Party member John McDonnell has reportedly visited Assange and supports him. He said of Monday's hearing, quote, This is the most important and significant political trials of this generation, in fact, longer, end quote. Johnny McD. He's right on that. Wish, uh... Sort of wish he had uh, vied for the labor leadership position after Corbin. Um, he was just always such a good uh, a good fighter for Jez on the uh, yeah. talk shows and such. Oh, yeah, I haven't been paying too much attention to uh, the... We might have to get someone on soon to brief us on what's going on. Well, they haven't They haven't even... It, it will all it's not, happen it's not very for a quickly, while, right? I but think. it's not till April well, or something, right? Or, there, there are also two rounds of it. Uh, clearly, we don't know what we're talking yeah. about, so we'll just. Uh, and stop. the music for the haiku portion of the show has started. All new subscribers at our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/DistrictSentinel, get their own haiku written for them and read on the air. I'll go first. Actually, why don't you go first, Sam? That's right. This is for Malwin. If they don't come to, 
polls show we do not need them. Keep crying, stay mad. Thank you, Malwin. This one is for Nathan. More and more people are saying it. Just listen. Bernie wins Texas. Thank you, Nathan. This is for Brittany. Republican friends, they will not support Bernie. Tears lost in the wind. Thank you, Brittany. Finally, this is for Andrew. Telling the dog that the bouncy ball isn't hers. It's a human toy. Thank you, Andrew. Yes, thank you, Andrew. And thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash district sentinel. If you recently subscribed and haven't heard your haiku yet, don't worry, it's coming up on tomorrow's show or maybe on Wednesday's show or maybe Thursday's show. It's coming up soon, though. Okay, before we go, I see the listener rant line is blinking. Let's hear what you all have to say. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. I'm sure you guys have heard about the wildcat strike of UC Santa Cruz grad students that's going on right now. Bernie tweeted about a message in support of them recently. Uh, so there were some solidarity rallies throughout the UC system on Friday because uh, UC President Napolitano had threatened to fire them all if they didn't turn in their grades. And so there were rallies throughout the system. Uh, I was at the Berkeley rally. I'm an alumnus, and I've got some friends who are grad students there. It was really exciting. Uh, they're probably talking about going on strike themselves at UC Berkeley because everybody needs a cost of living adjustment. It's super expensive to live near a UC campus, and they don't pay grad students shit. Uh, anyway, partway through the rally, word came in that the undergraduates had liberated one of the dining commons. And so we all marched over there, uh, and they were basically saying, you know, free food. If they won't give us a cost of living adjustment, at least you can eat for free. So there were students and members of the community all uh, eating dining commons food. I, uh, I expropriated some apple jacks and some fish sticks from the region. It was really exciting. It was great. There were, there were speeches. Uh, there were great chants. There's a lot of cool organizing going on around this, and it's like the most energy we've seen from, uh, from UC students since, like, Occupy. So it's all really exciting. Uh, if any of your listeners want to learn more about it, you can go to payusmoreucb.com backslash teach. There's a few insp- in, uh, informational slideshows there. Uh, there's links to the GoFundMe to support the Wildcat Strike Fund at UCSC. And uh, we're going to see how far this goes because they keep threatening us uh, and uh, everybody keeps fighting back. It's looking really great. So just thought you guys would want to know about that. Thanks for all the great work. Peace. Dang, thanks for uh, the call. Those are, those are my favorite kind of calls. Hell yeah, love to hear it. Yeah, and I'm hungry for fish sticks now. <laughs> Seriously, though, if you're aware of any labor actions taking place and we haven't covered it on the show, call up the rant line. Tell us about it. Talk about it. Maybe we'll get you on the show to talk about it. Yeah. All right, one more. Hey, Sam's. Uh, Liz from Australia here. Long-time listener. Uh, long-time subscriber. Uh, though under a different name. Uh, well, I live in Australia. Uh, you know, I'm still close enough to the action. I do, uh, have seen in an MSNBC on the TV, not that I ever watch them, but I did tune in, uh, to listen after the, uh, Nevada caucus results. And so, you know, I, I only know really, uh, about MSNBC and listen to you guys and others bag it, but, um, uh, I, I kind of felt to me like maybe there was the slightest creaking of a bending knee. Uh, from the people on MSNBC, especially when I was watching uh, PM Joy after the results had come in, and uh, you know, I was wondering, is it happening? Um, or at least some of them starting to come around to the idea that, that Bernie Sanders is going to win and they have to support him. Uh, would love your thoughts. Hope all is well. See you. 
Uh, the answer is yes, absolutely. I you got do, the same vibe, You too. do hear <laughs> the bending of thousands of knees. Joy Reid especially is surprising that she is... I mean, she's got no choice. People it, got no choice. You either... Unless you're completely, completely shameless, like apparently Chris Matthews is, <laughs> you're going to have to bend the knee. And uh, it's it's coming in a lot of different ways. Even if people aren't uh, 100% on board with Bernie, you're starting to see uh, more anti-anti-Bernie people and being yeah. like, look, stop being so hysterical, right? Yeah. You saw it with uh, Paul Krugman, who said it's ridiculous that people are calling Bernie... Uh, the left wing Trump and that he's not an authoritarian. He's basically just like he likes social welfare, et cetera. Uh, Ted Lieu, the congressman from California, he has been tweeting uh, about some of the anti Bernie people, not in a mean way, just sort of saying, I don't see where this panic is coming from. Polls are not showing that Bernie is a drag on anything of the party. No. He is doing just as well, if not better than other Democratic candidates head-to-head against Trump in most polls. So, yes, the knees are bending. Uh, they're bending fabulously. Yeah, and I know a lot can happen, and it can still fuck them, but more and more, more and more, I'm thinking about that stirring pro-Bernie speech that's going to be delivered prime time, night one, at the DNC by Barack Obama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Imagine that. You know, I, I I have been thinking about it. I I can very I can easily see it happening, and and, happening. and Obama being like, you know what, Bernie was one of the first senators to uh, endorse my campaign, and so maybe he's onto something here. Obama's been pretty decent at licking his thumb and holding it up in the air, see which way the wind's blowing, and I think he's going to see which way the wind's blowing here. Yeah, it's behind Bernie. And also, can I just say? Great to hear that we have a listener in Australia, and I take back any bad thing I've ever said about Australians <laughs> on the show. <laughs> That'll do it. Thank you for listening. Thanks for calling the rant line, 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We will play it on air. We are back tomorrow with a brand new newscast. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be.